Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, but not quite. This is a feed drop. It is I, Octavius A. Newman, your friendly neighborhood geek culture philosopher, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam J. Tedderus. Say hi to the people, Adam. Hi to the people, Adam. What we've got for you is something new that Adam Tedderus has put together. It's the thing that he's been threatening everybody to do for many, many moons, and he's finally done it, humans. Yeah, that's right. I started a podcast about the man thing. I uh, really wanted to read man thing comics with my friends. I couldn't get anyone to agree to that, not even Octavius A. Newman, unless there was a scheme afoot. And the scheme is mm. what if it's a podcast? Come you on. Got me. Read that comic book for a podcast. And it works, audience. It works, listeners. How about you, that? You just tell your friends it's for a podcast, and they'll be like, oh, let me get on that. And uh, that's that's precisely what I have done. I got a couple of episodes in my back pocket, and one of them, a very special episode, was with uh, uh, yours truly and the founding comic book philosopher himself, Octavius A. Newman. That's me. And this uh, enigmatic, shadowy figure, his name mentioned on CBJ mm. for years and years. Millennia. Uh, Ken Sparks. He's He's on the show as well. Yes. We got him. We did that. So what this is, is a little something to hold you over because we know, we know, we have not been here in quite some time. And mm. we are going to be coming back to do another episode of Comic Book Junto. That's right. But in the meantime, in between time, Ooh. we have an episode of Man Thing Minute here for you to listen to um, with myself Adam Tedderus, who is the host of the Man Thing Minute, and Ken, a.k.a. Simba Sparks. And this is actually is a really, really good episode and really, really good time. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. We don't want to talk your ear off about the episode. We're just going to let you hear the episode. So, Adam, why don't you introduce the folks to your new show? Yeah, so uh, as I say at the beginning of, of every episode, whether it's my Instagram video or the podcast itself, I want to welcome you to Man Thing Minute. I hope you enjoy it. I've invited Octavius and Ken to read one single Man Thing issue with me. Uh, we had a lot of fun on this episode. We might have uh, woken Emotep. It could have gone haywire, but uh, we, we had a great time, and hopefully you enjoy it as well. You'll see. So that's it. Here we go. Until our next full episode, enjoy Man Thing Minute. Legendary comic books begin in legendary locations. The Inhumans do battle in the floating island of Adelan. The Fantastic Four thwart Doctor Doom's plans from inside the Baxter building. And Peter Parker, 35 stories in the sky, suits up while scaling the sides of the Daily Bugle. Meanwhile, the Man-Thing waits below in overpass. Just kind of standing there. Under a highway. Several Man-Thing comics start the same way. It's not even a coincidence. He's just hanging out below an overpass, like some kind of swamp vagrant. I guess that's kind of, that's basically what he is. He's a swamp vagrant. Florida sucks. Welcome back to Man-Thing Minute. Ow! It's the man You can feel what others feel. You can understand those feelings. I'm beginning to wonder about that. That a little bit more. The most bizarre event of this night occurs. Holy sleeping man! Another flash of recollection from your former life. Two old friends of yours, man thing. I'd almost come to think of you as human. You recall the transformation.
Welcome to Man Thing Minute, a podcast that celebrates the virtues and limitations of Marvel's most startling slime creature. I'm Adam Tedris. Of course, my objective on this episode and every episode is to increase awareness and popularity of this unfortunate comic book character, one guest, one episode at a time. My guest joining me today, animator, voiceover artist, co-creator of Comic Book Junto, Octavius A. Newman. Welcome, Octavius. Thank you for having me. It's, it's great to have you here. And I, if I say, you know, since we do CBJ together, Comic Book Junto for the layman, uh, nervous now that you're here on a show that I'm, I'm trying to drive by myself. Usually you're in the driver's seat of the podcast. There's no need for you to be nervous, Adam. We have hundreds of hours of talking nonsense together. This is the same old thing. Just you're <laughs> leading the conversation. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing. Let's let's introduce our, our third guest here. Mythical figure from comic book. <laughs> Web developer, full stack, right? Is that right? Uh, front end. Front end. Okay. Front end web developer, friend of the Junto, the one and the only Ken Simba Sparks. Welcome to Man Thing Minute, Ken Sparks. Thank you for having me, Adam. Thank you for also breaking my, uh, or helping me lose my podcast virginity. This Ooh. is the first podcast I've ever been a part of. And yeah, I don't know how I'm I feel happy about to be that here. already. Off top, this is already making me uncomfortable. You were uncomfortable <laughs> like by Ken's presence? <laughs> no, it's just talking about like taking virginities and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, breaking yeah, the right, podcast I, cherry, if you will. I was not told that this was going to be a part of what I was doing. I would <laughs> All right, let me just reconsider. <laughs> we'll just get this out. We'll, we'll say this, right? Uh, here on Man Thing Minute, you know, we believe that virginity is a, a patriarchal construct. So I would like to refer to this as your Man Thing Minute debut. That's what it is. It's a beautiful mm. thing, and I'm excited for you. Well, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for being here, Ken. Thank you for joining me, Octavius. Octavius, I feel like this show, actually both of you guys, I feel like this show has been a joke bordering on a threat for all of the time that we have been friends. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think everything that you just said is a 100% fact. You've been threatening <laughs> us with this show for years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Because sometimes sometimes I feel like, you know, the the gag is that the show is still a joke, right? This is, like we're we're making this right now. People haven't listened to it yet. It's a new show. It's still in its chrysalis. So I feel like it's still a joke. And at a certain point in time, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I will start taking it more seriously and then it'll be too far. Like you will look at me and think he is a man too long gone. There's nothing to do. Oh, no, this ain't a joke to me. This is a a real John. This is a full-fledged, full-scale, fully formed John, if you will. And Uh I will. Oh, oh yes. I want you to know I've taken this very seriously. I've read the issue that you sent me. I've taken notes. I'm ready to go. You you did take notes? I, I took notes. I encouraged it. I wasn't sure if anybody would actually take me up. He's like, I drew advice. pictures. <laughs> I have <laughs> easel behind me. I got can't diagrams. See it, right, off, right off screen. Yeah. Because I, I have things to say. Y'all can't some, see it. But some of these things. Behind Ken Sparks is one of those string boards from The Wire connecting all these different ideas and characters. He's got newspaper clippings on a bulletin board. The Cohen board. Alphabet is up there the as well. Cohen Alphabet is oh, up yes. there. Da- the excerpts from Dan Brown's Da Vinci Code. I don't know how that factors into this. He's got scripture. I don't know how that factors <laughs> well, you, into this. What you can't see to my immediate to my immediate left is the Book of the Dead. Oh, right? oh. and then I have the Book of Life over here. Oh, you know, okay, mummy style. So uh-huh. you know, once you guys want me to crack those open, just mm-hmm. let me know. 
I'll try yeah, I don't want to I'll tell you right now. You already know I don't want nothing to do with the Book of the Dead. You, well, you I'm gonna try to keep Imhotep at bay, but you know, you never know how. <laughs> yeah, I'm hanging. Imhotep show up on your side of this computer. I'm turning. I'm cutting this off. This is uh, Ken Sparks' first podcast, and here he is trying to keep Imhotep at bay. We appreciate you, Ken. <laughs> Out of all the episodes, we have told y'all about summoning and, and conjuring things. That, that is all correct. Top, the first thing he wants to do is welcome the undead. That's a good slogan, actually. Honestly, any any episode, any podcast that you're going to be a part of after this, Ken, you're always going to be the guest who is keeping Amotep at bay. And we appreciate you for your service. Thank you very much. I'm also, happy to do it. maybe this is the first podcast that has ever name dropped the, the Book of the Dead and the Book of Life in the first five minutes of recording i don't know i don't want to claim that for myself but i feel like i did you just drop the book of the dead which one i did which it one stayed, it stayed fastened okay thank god, thank god. okay but you know I, we're, we're we're safe we're safe okay. guys all right this is yeah. good all right Motep is not coming today so let me get started by uh, uh, starting where I usually do i want to talk about uh, both of your relationship to comic books in general do you read them? Do you appreciate them? Favorite characters? Uh, what's the word? You start, Octavius. Uh, I do read comic books. I very much appreciate them. In a lot of ways, comic books have played a huge part in my life, who I am, and even the direction. I mean, I was thinking the other day, I'm going to just break this down. I'm going to lay it out right now. Please. I'm alive right now because of comic books. Oh, whoa. Had it not been for comic books, I might could be dead. Mm. Expound because on that. because it was a because of a brown bag uh-huh. that I met Adam. That's true. It was the symbol of the brown bag, which often means that rectangular shape <laughs> means that there is a comic book inside. And oh, I was right. I was right on that day in the break room at the Big Fruit Company. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And that's where many we met. moons later, who knew? that I would need a kidney. And because of that brown bag back in the day, I had met my kidney years before. That's right. Comic book saved my life. Yeah. It's because of the love of comics all that long ago. And even now going into animation, it's because of Miles Morales again, Mm -hmm. because of Spider-Verse. Me going, you know what? Oh, a black dude directed this? Oh man, you know what? I'm gonna go with my first love. I'm gonna be a character animator. And again, because of comic books. Mm-hmm. So I'm a geek. I love it. Big fan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it, um, I, I will say, you know, comic books brought us together. You were right about that. Given that comic comics, maybe, uh, maybe that's your book of life. Huh? So, mm. And perhaps this issue that I asked you to read today is <laughs> your book of the dead. Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure if suddenly you feel very betrayed by your love. <laughs> Of comic books, but uh, I Not, we'll get into that. I'm sure. I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Ken, how about you, man? I, I know you. You told me just before we started talking, you stopped by at a comic shop this weekend. You picked up some trades. Uh, what are you reading? Favorite characters? Great. Yeah. So um, I, like you mentioned, I love comic books. I, I started reading comic books uh, when I was a, when I was a uh, youth. Them, and um, the first comic book I ever picked up was What If. Craven the Hunter had killed Spider-Man. Oh. Little did I know, 
there was an actual story about Craven fighting Spider-Man that I had not read until 20 years later. So I read the what if before I actually read the original comic uh, at my friend's house. He just had comic books laying around. And then the second one I picked up at my friend's house on the coffee table was the original Secret Wars. So I had loved comic books since then. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned this week, um, I went over to Books A Million, which it'll be a crime to call that a comic book store, mm. but they sell comics. And uh, right now, um, what I picked up was I picked up Black Panther, The Man Without Fear. There's the one where mm. he takes over for Daredevil. I had never read that mm, before. Yeah. So I'm really, oh yeah, I'm really interested in that. Uh, I picked up uh, Miss Marvel Volume 9 picked up old man logan volume six so if you guys are hearing me say volume i always pick up trade paperbacks now i I rarely have the space to to continue to pick up floppies as 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 we call them yeah um but yeah so right now i'm just mainly on a trade paperback graphic novel basis uh and i just find that that works for me uh in this present time but yeah i love comic books i love the comic book store i haven't been there for a while because of the covid19 yeah um but can't wait till we clear this up and i can step foot in that holy sanctuary once again speaking Mm. on these present times how have both of you been doing as far as uh uh, comic book habit buying comic book buying habits over the past six months because i know i don't know about you guys but i have not I'm, like it, it breaks my heart to say, but I just haven't really gone to my comic shop regularly. I usually go once a week every Wednesday. I haven't gone to a comic shop once a week every Wednesday in a mm-hmm. long, long time. So when I go, it's a treat. But I, I haven't, I haven't been current. I'm not reading a lot of the current stuff. Are you guys? Well, uh, I'm not. Go ahead, go ahead, Ken. Go ahead. I'm not reading any of the current stuff right now because, as you mentioned, I haven't been inside of a comic book store for months and months and months. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I what I've done, uh, which has really benefit benefiting me now, is I've amassed a large collection of those trades I was talking about earlier. Yeah, I have a, I have enough trades to last me a couple, maybe not a couple years, but I mean a year and some change. Mm-hmm. I have about eighty to eighty somewhere between eighty and hundred. I have not read yet, and for those who are not familiar with graphic novels, they usually contain somewhere between four to seven issues a piece so educate them ken break it down comics for a while yeah (laughs) give them the information (laughs) your wife keeps sending you out for food and you keep coming back with these like half price trade paperbacks and she's like oh no yeah i I need it that's not eggs we need a distilled water trades ken (laughs) (laughs) that's right in these pandemic times he's like look it's paper we could chew it you know we could (laughs) (laughs) one of these days i'll reveal to you guys uh how i um i don't want to say finesse in my own marriage but how i got something out of my marriage for comics that i don't even know how i let it fly for for that long oh yeah no you got to break that down yeah hold on not one of these days it's going to be on this day what do you mean (laughs) how did you finesse your marriage so in the beginning of my marriage I said to my wife, because, you know, we were doing okay financially and we both had uh, our own like separate allowances. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the beginning, I was like, hey, I understand I have my allowance, but I also kind of feel like I need a little bit of money for like comic books. So outside of my allowance of money I was being given, (laughs) Uh I somehow amassed $100 a month for comic books Uh as well. 
And Wait, then, how much is the allowance? Don't answer that. Don't tell. Don't, don't tell people. <laughs> so, hold on. I'm, so, I'm, let me zoom out. The, when you say allowance, you're, we're talking about budgetary for the house, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. so we're so we're, we would, we're creating our, a budget. Uh, we're crafting mm-hmm. a budget for the household. Mm-hmm. She spends X. I spend Y. We save yep. Z, and we're doing okay. And right. can, pay all the bills. Pay off the bills. Take care of. Yeah, yep. and and get right. And and. Mm-hmm. Ken, you were saying you approached us and said, I'm going to need a little extra scratch. Yeah. It's like, hey, I know you I need some walking around money. <laughs> right, right. Walking around the comic book store money. Yeah, movies and, and food and stuff I want to buy. But oh, I have this hobby, you know, like comic books. Like, it, it, it's costing, like, I have, and here's the thing I was telling her, I have a 30% discount. Right, so I'm actually able to buy more comics than usual. So I'm if I just get this, I'm doing us yeah, right, right. I'm us. saving us money. Like, I don't know me. how. I don't know how I let that, how I got that to slide for so long. Can get your but... wife on this podcast right now. Get your <laughs> don't actually, but we yeah. will. That, that's uh, you're sly, man. Not even sly. That's clever. That's it's just mm-hmm. an... how long did that how long did that fly for? That's the that's right up until she less. listened to this episode. That's how long <laughs> she's like. I know good and well. How did I let this slide? <laughs> that lasted up until I had a um, how how should we say a annulment, unforced uh, <laughs> career change. Okay, uh, mm. uh, uh, <laughs> an ah, undecided yes. career change. I see. Oh and, yes, and then we had to uh, make some adjustments to our finances, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, hey, you know, maybe I shouldn't be doing that maybe i shouldn't be taking out a hundred dollars a month for for comic books mm-hmm. so it went from doing that to driving myself crazy ubering mm-hmm. for comic books all the time and oh, then after my, i remember this yep, right part of the ploy i remember car, this yep and after my car was like hey we, we can't keep making these long trips then it <laughs> then it stopped for a while so yeah <laughs> i'm glad that your car hit you up like that and said hey you and i need to have a talk this is a <laughs> This I oh, see. It, how, it spoke loudly. Too. I see how this is, it said. <laughs> we gotta talk. <laughs> this ain't working for me. So, Octavia, you said you you remember this being a part of Ken's life. I remember Ken telling me he's got to go Uber for for some for his <laughs> comics on Tuesday. You know what I mean? Like because oh. coming or before he went to the comic book store, he's like, I'm about to go Uber to get us some money to buy some comics. Got yep. it. I remember this. Yeah. There's no yeah. shame in that game. Look, many of us don't have a plan to pay for these comics. A lot of us are just earning and you have this one single income and you're just like, all right, whatever. I just split it up. However. So I, I, this is a safe space. Ken Sparks. I appreciate that. You came up with a plan to afford your comics. Make oh, sure yes. out to your adulting, Absolutely. Ken. That's right. Oh, 100%. And, and in your adulting that, that began with, Finessing your marriage in your words, <laughs> and then ultimately uh, uh, evolved into <laughs> working to earn your a, comic be, a beautiful you. butterfly. Look That's at right. you now. Yes. Look That's at right. you. I've grown and matured, blossomed, and, and collected all the more. <laughs> <laughs> Octavius, are you staying current with comics during the last six months? Uh, no, current with comics. No, like not going to comic book stores. Really. You know, well, we've talked about this on Comic Book Junto a lot, like the whole concept of digital versus physical Mm -hmm. comics. And then also, like, when you buy so many comics, like, look, we talk about movies, the majority of comics you buy are like a C or a D Mm -hmm. on the grading scale. Mm -hmm. Most physical issues that you buy aren't great. They're fine. Yeah. You know, 
So, you know, when it's like go to the comic book store and risk your life or stay home and look at something digital, you know, and even in that you start to go like, man, you know, let me go to some some things that I know are good. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, I've been I've been going back to some of the stuff that I've wanted to read for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know what? I've always wanted to get into this. Let me go ahead and, or let me finish reading this or something like that. Yeah. Um, as far as new stuff, Wonder Woman, is it After Earth or Dead Earth? Dead Earth. Wonder Woman, Dead Earth. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that I'm still excited about. And I most recently went and picked up some some of those back issues and I'm finishing up reading that. And that's a quarterly, um, I think. Right. Something like that. Man, like it comes out so infrequently. Yeah. That's right. It's infrequent. It has it's the, the DC black label, which is like a darker, more mature DC run of comics that happen mm-hmm. outside of canon, like kind of separately. Daniel mm-hmm. Warren Johnson, who made a comic that I know I'm, I'm pretty sure all of us celebrate Daniel Warren Johnson. Oh, he, yes. uh, he was responsible for uh, Extremity, uh, which is what yes. we all got turned on to. And then uh, Murder Falcon, amazing, mm-hmm. amazingly named comics, but like really back it up, terrific comics through and through. And now he's doing Wonder Woman Dead Earth, which is, it is legit. It's yeah. very good. And that if yeah. you've never read Extremity, I'm going to highly recommend it to you. Yeah. Great. It's a great thing to just hop into. It's, it's finished. It completes. It ends. So there's an X amount of dollars you will spend to read it. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's very good. Extremity so, is the one. So sure. good. So that's the thing, you know, when it comes to comics right now, it's almost like movie recommendations to a certain extent, you know, or like, because, you know, we have our group text and it's like, yo, man, I'm watching Cobra Kai. You got to see that. Mm-hmm. And the you two are just like, you know, I've been thinking about why, you know, I never got around to that. But it takes Octavius to go, yo, watch it. Mm-hmm. Then it's going to be like, oh, well, maybe I'll go ahead and sit down for, what is it? And I, yeah, like 20 hours and watch these 20 episodes of this show. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's kind of similar with comics. It's like there may be some things that you may want to try out. And it's like, oh, let me grab an issue of that just for the fun of reading a comic book. And there are other things that you know are good because people whose taste you trust have told you it's good. Mm-hmm. So it's like, OK, I'm going to go purchase that and read it. So when it comes to buying current issues, man, I don't I think outside of that Wonder Woman, there's nothing really that I'm like, oh, man, every month I got to get this. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I know. I think uh, the last thing that was really big for me, and it was probably big for all three of us, was uh, and them. Yeah, was was House of X and oh, yes. uh, Powers of Ten, Hoxpox. Last year, it was yeah, it was last year, uh, twenty nineteen. Mm. It was that was fantastic. It was really really good. And uh, I've been trying to ride out with the X-Men for a little while since then, but it hasn't been as – it's, it's, it's unfocused now. It does what X-Men does, which is goes in a lot of different directions. You have to choose which ones you want to follow, and mm-hmm. that's just tough. It's hard. It's you really know, it's hard. funny. I, when we were reading that, I loved every minute of it, but when it ended, I immediately just stopped picking up anything else X-Men because – I don't want to say I expected it to fall off, but I was I just we, wasn't we expecting it to be as good yeah. as that main beginning story. You almost don't want to ruin the taste, right? You exactly. know, like I, exactly. I, the last great thing that I had was this. I don't want to have anything else. And I know a, right. a lot of fans, people that I, I, I'm close with and some people that I follow online, a lot of people are really into some of the directions that it has gone, but mm-hmm. it is, again, it is that comic book thing where you have to find the ones that work, and the only way to do that, for most cases, is to pick them up and read them yourself. And to your right. point, Octavius, 
a lot of single issues these days, especially they're not all tens. And yeah. I know this for sure from experience because I found out, bring it to the theme of the show here. I found out mm-hmm. that the man thing was going to be in a, in an Avengers book, uh, which is there's an event in Marvel right now or has been anyway uh, with Hulkling and it's like an alien invasion. And uh, it, I'm struggling to remember what the, the name of the event is right now. That's how out of mm-hmm. touch I am right now. But I found out that the man thing is going to be in one of those books. And I I thought, well, I haven't been to a shop in a little while. I'm going to go to the shop. I'm going to pick it up. He's on the cover. Let's go. And I picked Mm -hmm. it up. I paid my $4.99. I bought my comic book. And he is in the last panel. That's it. And I was like, dang. And you know what I did the next time? The next next issue came out. He's on the cover. I bought that too. Mm. (laughs) And I'm like, got you again. Damn, but Marvel has my number. They know exactly how to get me because they anytime they put Man Thing in anything, he's in an Avengers wait. book as wait. Boy Thing. He's like a little sprout oh, now. No, no, wait, wait, wait a second. I'm, they know, they know how to get me. Do, do you mean to tell me mm. you believe that there is someone at Marvel who's like, ah, we're losing Adam. <laughs> we gotta get him back. There's someone who knows you, like the person who watches you on the internet from the CIA. Who's checking all your like? There's someone from Marvel who's checking your purchase history. Open up your Instagram and look at all your targeted ads. All right, they they got uh-huh. data on you, Octavius. They got data on you, Ken, and they have data mm-hmm. on me. And they see every time I use a search engine, they're like, "This dude only searches one phrase, man thing." So they know what to sell me. I'm they're not funneling saying- it back to Marvel, and they're just like. We've got your number, Tetris. That's right. The Watcher, we all thought he was just neutrally observing what's going mm-hmm. on in the world. I don't think so. The Watcher is mm. watching what I am Googling, and he's changed. The Watcher does Instagram oh. advertisements now, all right? He's doing targeted ads. The Watcher sees Marvel what I'm Googling. The whole time. That's right. That's the right. The Watcher is targeted ads. Mm-hmm. That's all he does. He does targeted ads. And, and he knows how long... He, I will have of a lifetime of being into buying comics before I start losing interest. And then he goes mm. and he puts the, the statued bust of man thing and Thor Ragnarok just to invigorate me again, just a little <laughs> bit, just a little nibble. Just to we got get him back. back. We got him back. Right. And that'll last me, you know, six months, eight months, a year. And I'm back on. That's right. But you know, as a man thing fan, you got to get your fix. And this is what I have learned. Now let's transition into the task of today. I asked yes. both of you to read Adventure yes. Into Fear with the Man Thing, number 18. This yeah. came out in November of 1973. This was written by Steve Gerber. It was drawn by Val Mayrick, uh, one of my favorites who does Man Thing. Uh, I think Roy Thomas was the editor on this book. Before we even get into this book, I want to ask both of you guys, was this the first time you ever read a Man Thing comic? For me, it was. It was? Oh, yes. Okay. Octavius. I have two answers. Okay. <laughs> see, Octavius, I've, I see him rolling up his sleeves right now. <laughs> I've got two answers. Answer number one, one, no. Okay. Answer number two, yes. Hold on. <laughs> Wait. Car- carry Hold on. on. Take, take us there. Hold on. Where are you going next? Uh, answer number one, no. Answer number two, Yes. You've, you've known me for 200 years. You've presented a paradox, which we are going mm-hmm. to unpack. Uh, what gonna, do you think I'm saying? I think, what are, well, okay, I know that you've read uh, uh, at least one issue of R.L. Stein's Man Thing. 
which is the uh, infamous R.L. Stein. That's right, which is a troubled subject on this show. For those mm-hmm. who are listening for the first time, R.L. Stein, the R.L. Stein of Goosebumps notoriety. Uh, mm-hmm. R.L. Stein wrote a Man Thing uh, a miniseries, I think in 2017, 2017, I want to say. Um, I don't know. Woo! But I know you, I know you loved it. Horrible. Uh, and and I want to I want to steer clear of being like very negative on the show because I get it I understand I can oh no I'm here now I can we gonna do it <laughs> we gonna do it I said tell the people how you feel Adam. I said at the unload top unload it release it get it off your chest I said you don't want a whole lot I said at the top of the show I'm working on slogans and hashtags for this show we're trying to build a, a dynasty and uh, I, mm. I said at the top mm. of the show I'm looking for hot takes. Hotter than the man things touch. So there it is. The, so the hot take right here is that was a terrible run on the character. I'm sure at some point in the, in the run of this podcast, I will subject that to someone I dislike or maybe someone I trust a great deal. Please, please. I want to be a part of it. I'm, I will, I will, I will it. open the door for you to part. Not because I dislike you. Yeah, I'm here for it. 100%. Oh my God. It's so bad. But, but this issue that I had you both read today not bad. Not according to me. Not bad. Uh, let's just break it down. We don't have to go page by page. We want to talk a little bit about the plot. And the thing that I love to do is put that 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 pressure on someone. Ken Sparks, what happens in this comic book? So what happens is this comic book is a drunk man by the name of Ralph <laughs> is swerving and, and driving through Florida. Yeah. And when he decides, Florida man. He, yeah, Florida Ralph, man. Ralph is one. Florida of, man. That's right. Florida man. Ralph is one of several Florida mans in this issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, he's he's definitely keeping the legend alive. So he decides, <laughs> or <laughs> he decides to swerve into another lane with a bus full of, I believe they said, fifty or more people. That's right. And they both crash into each other and head off a bridge right in the eyesight of the man thing. That's right. That's right. So let's stop there. Incredible splash page. I think that collision looked awesome uh, and terrifying and unexpected. I didn't see that yeah. coming, especially since they have that uh, uh, that spread of the pages where they sh- <laughs> introduce you to a select group of the passengers on the bus, the ones that right. we're going to spend time with in this issue. And then apparently there are you know 50 in total. And they very quietly like, uh, check out this little kid. He's sleeping. And then there's this woman riding the bus. And then there's this man. He's from the army. Immediately collides with a car and they go careening off of an overpass. Right. And uh, yes. and and that's where we're at now. Yeah. So, uh, um, Ken, where, where does that go? Where do we go from here? So where we go from there is we have our uh, man thing observing as I believe it's Mary and uh, the soldier named Jim. Yep. Um, saving each other uh, from Jim. yeah, soldier Jim. Soldier Jim. He, he's he's a piece of work. Uh, so, Soldier oh, Jim, oh, he, oh, he a piece of work. <laughs> not as not as much as a piece of work as the guy who didn't want to be saved, named Holden Crane. That's right. Who has a death wish, but doesn't want to die, and he's he's all over the place. That's right. Uh, so uh, after that, uh, after um, rescuing Holden Crane, who says, "Just let me die," they go over to save the young boy who's on the bus, it seems by himself. I don't remember any parents being mentioned whatsoever. Um, I'm glad you picked up on that because the whole time yeah. I was like, where are his parents? Where, his parents? where does this right. bus go in? He's even, he's even in that seat by himself. Run away? Right. <laughs> and it's, well, there, was a, there, was a, there is a blonde woman next to the boy. Okay. So okay. possibly um, yeah. of relation. And, and I don't know if you guys noticed. I'm sure you noticed, Adam. 
that boy is unconscious the entire issue. Doesn't really participate. He's asleep, and then he's knocked out, I'm sure. That's right. And then and then Mary goes, he's getting weaker. And I'm like, he might could be dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, no. So yeah, no one no right. one can get the kid out of the wreckage. Man Thing shows up and saves the kid. So we get to see Man Thing be a hero. That's right. Which is great. Super strength man thing. Right. Lifts the beams up, pushes them to the side, hands the kid uh to Mary who reluctantly uh grabs him. And imagine being one of the survivors, you know, at the scene of this, not at the scene, but like you survived this collision and uh, the, the, the thing that is coming to save you is it's not your Spider-Man. It's not Superman, of course, wrong universe, but it's not it's not that 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 uh, uh, honored hero that you hope would mm. swing through mm-hmm. and, and save save you on this day. It is mm-hmm. the macabre man thing who just kind of smushes through and doesn't say a word. And then I, I mean, I mean, I don't know how both of you would feel, but I feel like there would be a part of me would be like, I don't know about this. I think, <laughs> right. I, think I might yeah. just lay down here and die. That's what Mary was saying. Mary was like, <laughs> he just looks like he could destroy me at any moment. Look how he threw those beams. He's so strong. But something makes me say he doesn't mean me any harm. Yeah. And it's like, how'd you get all that from this dude? (laughs) (laughs) These internal monologues are very detailed. They have to be. In in the (laughs) 70s, there's a lot of explaining going on in these in these panels, either through the dialogue or the exposition. Right. There's a lot of that. So the 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 crux of this issue, this is what I would refer to. Man thing spans a lot of different genres. This is what I would refer to as a human issue uh genre because this is one in which the whole comic book is people being people does that make sense it's it's people you know expressing their opinions and having disagreements and there's this kind of socioeconomic like this is 1973 when this came out so this is Mm -hmm. near the end but not necessarily at the end of the vietnam war there are a lot of people who feel very strongly about a lot of things in the united states and man thing issues because he can't speak. He's usually just watching people do people stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like one or one of two things, watching people do people stuff representative of the times or going into another dimension and battling demons or some shit like that is one or two. It's, it's sometimes both, but this one is the former. This is the, you know, a human issue genre. Uh, Octavius, what did you think? So, I want to expound on the one I've never read a man thing comic before and two I have. Mm-hmm. I have read the R.L. Stein man thing comic book. Oh, there's grace for you. Huh? There's grace for you. Uh, yeah, well, we had we had to. We mm-hmm. all had to read it uh-huh. because there's a man thing comic coming out. We all had to read it because you're such a fan. That's you're such right. a fan thing of the man thing. That's right. So I read that, you know, it was kind of like goofy or whatever in reading this comic i retroactively was offended by rl stein yeah oh i was retroactively upset i'm turning off that i'm stop it It, no more record the show is over i'm no longer doing man thing minute this podcast is over it's done (laughs) i got the goal that i wanted out of this i have i have two goals here i want to either make you a fan thing or at least bare minimum make you aware generally that the man thing exists. But this mm-hmm. third unspoken goal that I've never expressed until right this moment is I want <laughs> you to be retroactively offended by R.L. Stein. Th- thank you, Octavius. Go on. 
This is why I said no. Why? Go ahead, go ahead and get into it. Why do you feel this way? How did how did this how did this well up in you? Because I'm reading this comic and I go, oh, this is man thing. Mm. Oh, this is dope. Oh, I like this. And I was like, oh, I I recognized that I had no clue I, who man thing was, mm -hmm. what he could do, what he couldn't do, how he moved, what he looked like. Like I just saw a picture of a big green thing. Mm -hmm. And reading this in this comic, I go, oh, so the way he moves, he turns like he almost can't even control his body as he shambles. I was like, oh, so it's literally like this almost like horrific stumbling thing moving mm -hmm. around. Mm -hmm. And then they burn his face, but the muck re, oh, yeah. you know, reinvigorate. And I was like, oh, so it's this dripping, slobbery, mushy thing with these big red glowing red eyes i was like i didn't know that and the whole concept of he can't think he can't process but he can tell like there's something i can't i'm i, I don't i can only feel right. and something is off over there and i don't know what it is but i'm just gonna watch i'm just gonna watch and pay attention and then at a particular moment i'm gonna step in based off of this kind of He's only led by like straight up and down morality, mm. like yeah. an emotional morality. He can't think, he can't process. Even the concept, she says some words, but it's not like he could even understand them, right? Because it's just no. I was like, oh, oh, this is who this kid. I, this is I like this. So even as I'm watching the characters and I'm seeing, it's like the man thing is me. I'm man thing. I'm the reader. You know what I'm saying? Ah, okay. I'm watching yeah. Soldier Jim talk to this other pacifist guy and then Mary and then the boy and you're watching them all debate back and forth and how the writer is pointing out that you think you're right, but you think you're right and you think you're right and you guys are all wrong. You know, Adam, that's right up my alley. Like that's 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 the kind of stuff I like. Yeah. That's the kind of things I like thinking about. And then as it all comes to, to a conclusion, the man thing just kind of shambles back off again. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, and you're kind of left to sit there and process like, well, dag, with all the information that I've just consumed from these people, what do I think? It's the most comic book Junto thing. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, so I, I picked this issue. There were a lot of. This is why I wanted to ask you. Why did you give us this issue? I chose this issue because. It, so the first thing is, I contemplated for this show, for this project, should I do them all in sequence? Right. First mm -hmm. episode is the first appearance of of Man Thing, and the second episode, and so on. And first, I ruled that out because that doesn't make sense. Because in Man Thing's case, the first time he ever appeared was in a magazine. The second time he appeared was in a Kazar book, who's kind of like a. Uh, you know, Kazar, the Lord of the Jungle, is like a Tarzan character, mm -hmm. and he appears in two issues of that. The third time, the, the next time he appears is in Adventure into Fear, and it's kind of a one off retelling of the first one. The sequence, it's not that interesting. It, it, it takes yeah. a little while for it to figure itself out. Now, yeah. Adventure into Fear, the comic series we're reading now, was the one that came out and first debuted the man thing as like his name is on the cover, right? This is his comic even before he had his own comic. Cause there is a man thing number one, and this isn't it. This predates that. And right. I think the writer, Steve Gerber, the thing that he does and figured out for the man thing that no one else has figured out to this day, people have maybe forgotten that Steve Gerber had, had gotten this right where they can't emulate what he was doing anyway, is he realized that, 
Man thing can't talk. Got it. Man thing can't think. Got it. He has super empathy, which is like a radar or sonar for feelings. Okay. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while, he has these flashes of the memory of the man he used to be. But for the most part, he is the camera lens. He's in many issues of this comic. I think we all see Mm -hmm. this. He's just lurking behind a tree. This is like what my dude does. All he does is just hang by a tree and watch. And what is he watching? He's watching events unfold, usually social commentary of some kind. So in this, we have our cast of our our human characters. We've got the the survivors from the the collision. And uh, one of them is the drunk, Ralph, like you named him, Ken. Ralph... Mm -hmm is alive and he was drunk behind the wheel and he caused the accident for sure. And then one of them is an army man who just got back from being imprisoned behind enemy lines in Vietnam, in Hanoi. One of them is arguably has PTSD, arguably has, yeah, clearly has some anger issues, clearly very patriotic and he wants to defend his time over there. Understandable. And one of them, this kind of like nihilistic young guy, what was his name? Holden Crane. Punk yeah, was his name. I believe his name was Punk. Mr. Punk. <laughs> I think he clarified. <laughs> As Mary called him at the end, yeah. Yeah, so he's he's a student, right? And he's that, like, I think that's this is very much that young, academic hippie, mm. right? Mm. He's read about it in his first year on campus, and he has big qualms with the system, man. And then there's Mary. The system, man. Right? Like, that's this whole thing. Can't you hear that? He's like, oh, it's all part of the system, man. Oh, yeah. That's right. Beat up a pacifist. Right. Soldier Jim's like, no, you fight back. Right. Then we have Mary, who's a nurse, right? So there's goodness in Mary. But even, even. What uh, is there? Holden Crane is like. Yeah, uh, what what the, he says like the human life is a commodity to you, man, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> and then there's the kid who's you know kind of a bystander. He's he just did. there. He did. <laughs> then there's the dead kid, and then the man thing who's just watching this unfold. Is these heated opinions from a lot of different people from different walks of life who all think they are right. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. Man thing is there to observe this thing. And then this is like a little we're all bad guys, the comic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, so I picked this comic because I felt like it was one of the earlier issues with the man thing in it, in which I think his role was crystallized, which is to watch and reflect humanity, the world. I've, I know I've said this on comic book Junto, but I do believe that the best version of a man thing comic now is kind of like the twilight zone or black mirror. I and get it now. And it's 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 these individual episodes and stories about the way we are in the world. And the man thing is he's not a neutral observer, but but he doesn't get involved unless things really hit a point, right? Right. And they they, they say in this comic, and this is notable, that he has a sense for evil and he knows something is not right. Someone is not right. And he hangs out and he finds out that that is in fact true. When our dude Ralph, who was drinking and driving, pulls a gun on everybody, this oh. man, this man is taking, uh, uh, he's making yeah, some see, decisions. Yeah, so you gotta kill y'all, see? Right. Because if you make it there, that means I'll go to jail. I already lost my car, I can't lose my whole life, see? That's right. Like, wow. Just when you thought Ralph couldn't get worse, <laughs> he just <laughs> jumps over that lens a hundredfold. Ken, I can Ralph, see that on the- a revolver this whole time? I see that, <laughs> right. I see that on the cover of this issue, uh, uh, Adventure into Fear with a Man Thing. Just when you think Ralph couldn't get worse, and right. he said, well, Ralph, that's my issue. Yeah, <laughs> seventeen cents. Let me get this. And it's funny. Um, 
that you mentioned uh, the We're All Bad Guys part of this uh, comic, mainly because I felt like I was right a couple times reading this. I'm like, oh man, I can't stand Holden. They need to get this dude out of here. <laughs> and then Holden makes a point about the you believe everybody's commodities. Everybody's trying, nobody values life. And then he breaks down what he means by that. And I'm like, well, Holden, I, I, I see your point. Mm, I see where wrong. you're coming from. You're annoying, but I, I get where you're coming from. <laughs> and then uh, yeah. and then you got um, Soldier Boy, uh, Jim. Soldier Boy, and, that's right. Yeah, and it's Soldier. like, did you, did you guys notice, like one of the, the parts that really struck me about Jim was when uh holden was was talking trash about his service in the u.s uh jim drops the kid yes. and goes to fight uh holden <laughs> like like jim i didn't even, I, honestly I, I don't think i even registered that that happened i i yes. don't i don't even think i even paid attention to that you're right you yep. got so mad he literally dropped this child face down in the mud in the mm-hmm. muck and mire mm-hmm. right and turned <laughs> To fight Mr. Punk. Now, in fairness, yeah. now uh, we we've said it time and time again. That kid was dead the whole time. All right, so he's dead. So dead. like, who really cares? You drop that dead kid. That's fine. It's uh, totally fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's what we have. We have all these these battling opinions over who's right about the world in general. Man, thing initially thinks he's just gonna resolve things. He saves a kid and he hands it to Mary, and he just leaves. And then mm-hmm. he's like, uh. Mm. I sense that something's not right. And he comes back. And uh, that was, I think, around the time that the snake attacks. This is another thing in Man oh, Thing yeah, comic books. Right. even happened. You yeah, got it. Right. You when always... he dropped him, he dropped him into the snake. That's right. In Man Thing, he's there to observe the social uh, uh, you know, situation as it's unfolding. He's there to reflect that. And he's also there to beat up the wildlife of the swamp. That is something that he yeah. does consistently. <laughs> that's right. And he just oh, yeah, whapped that, that snake against a tree. Thing. And then he st- he stood there after killing that snake, and he mourned it for a moment. That's right. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I didn't know Man Thing uh, just was out here wrestling the uh, the wildlife. Yeah. So uh, this is a thing that I struggle with actually, because Man Thing, in a lot of ways, and tell me if I'm wrong, kind of feels like he's the defender of environment. Right. He's the defender of the swamp. He wants to make sure that you're not building factories or houses or dealing messing up the the ecology of the swamp but at the same time constantly beating up on alligators and just reptiles in general like has a vendetta against i don't know it depends was that was was the reptile talking what was it talking trash what's up it said somebody's mom or what yeah it said somebody's mom you know it was you know you had to give him a fair one like square up that's right, and it's, it's funny. Like, so mom? this is my uh, this is my first time reading Talk about Mother Earth. Issue. So I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, so I wasn't. Snake comes in through the the the, the swamp. Your mom was like, did, did did he really say you couldn't eat from any tree in the garden? <laughs> like, hold on now, wait a minute. Hey man, you thing. Your mama ain't shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, it's like that. Wow. Oh, what, oh I got something for that. He, he also like, oh, he man, drops the kid. That. Drops the kid in the mud. Beats up on the snake. <laughs> uh, what, what was your question, Ken? No, no, I was saying like this is my first time reading a Mantha comic, so I didn't know he had beef with the animals, and, or <laughs> more so like um, I didn't know he had that defending the swamp uh, kind of uh, shtick. Because I attribute that more to, or not more because I don't know, but to Swamp Thing, who's uh, always like. 
defending the swamp. Every issue I've read with Swamp Thing, every video game I've played with Swamp Thing, he's always about the swamp. So I didn't know Man Thing had that similar uh, thing about him. Mm. Uh, now I'm, I'm right now. I'm thinking this is kind of meta. So excuse me for stepping out and breaking the fourth wall here. Right now, I'm thinking about whether or not I'm going to bleep out anytime anyone says Swamp Thing on the show, or how I'm going to deal with this going forward. See, did I tell you what's going to happen? I'm trying to think <laughs> about what I'm going to do. As soon as he said Swamp Thing, I was like, "Here we go." Wait, now I didn't I'm mean trying to offend. I'm trying to think. I do, apologize. I mean, in order to create the context appropriate to to appreciating the Man Thing and his underdogness, <laughs> you need to know that the Swamp Thing, you know, made it to the other side. And and, and mm. grew in popularity where the man thing did not. So he is necessary to the fabric of the story. But now I'm trying to decide. I don't know what I should. Do. You know what? Every time somebody says Swamp Thing, I'm gonna play this. Yeah, man, thing's um, awesome. Uh, that is the sound <laughs> okay. of okay. Uh, uh, American, great American mind on on uh, uh, racial and and uh, uh, political stresses in in the United States, Tanahasi Coates speaking with Octavius A. Newman, and saying, "Yeah, man, thing's um, awesome." And I dare you, I defy you, <laughs> to find Tanahasi Coates say such a thing about the swamp thing. I don't think that. I don't think that that soundbite's <laughs> not out there. My apologies, I did not mean to. It's all speak right. The unspeakable name. No, it's okay. I think you can help me workshop what to do. We're going forward. That's what I'm trying gotcha, to think gotcha. on. That's all. But you know, yeah, that's all I'm trying it's to get fine. across. It's fine. It's you okay. Got, you, you're two things can be true at the same time. <laughs> like more than one. Thing. And and to your point, you're right. you're right, Ken. I think Swamp Thing very much has has. There's a part of you that understands the Swamp Thing is sort of a a hideous Captain Planet, right? Mm, he, he's like a really a gross Captain Planet, and I think the Man Thing, in no small way, is basically that. But there would be no reason for anyone to know that because no one knows anything about Man Thing. Period. So, uh, and it only becomes more conflicted when you think, "Oh, he's out here trying to save the swamps," but he's beating the shit out of the wildlife mm. willy nilly. Doesn't really <laughs> help him carve out who he is and what his role is. Quite frankly, mm. yeah. So let's fast forward. Uh, the the comic book ends um, strangely. The Man Thing was right. Knew that uh, um, Ralph was evil, was packing heat, and shoots and kills some of the people in this group. Like shoots and kills Holden Crane, shoots and kills Soldier Jim. Like st- mercs them right, right there, straight up. Yeah, as Mary said, in cold blood. Yeah, that's right. And then, um, and, and then, uh, apparently killed the foreman of the soldiers as well. Well, so, so the man thing killed the foreman in a, a previous issue. The man thing killed, uh, uh, the foreman in a previous issue. The one of the man things like enemies is this guy named Schist, and he's got a construction site in the middle of the swamp. And you know, construction site in a serene, lush green mm-hmm. environment is always the bad guy, Disturbing right? Disturbing the peace, right? Right. So Schist, his name is F A Schist. The whole thing together is his name is Fascist. Fascist. Uh-huh. <laughs> Come on, Mister uh-huh. Gerber. Uh huh. That is beautiful. And uh, uh, Ralph goes running, finds this construction site, finds a flamethrower, and tries right. tries to kill the man. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Knows how to use it too. <laughs> Just off top. Oh yeah, I remember. My dad used to, my daddy showed me how to use one of these back in the day. Well, this is video. He had, game he had a revolver this whole time. Yep. You know what I mean? Ran up. Oh, good looks. You got the, you know what I mean? You got the flamethrower. 
That's what's up. Rob Go ahead and blaze your face off right a now. Weapon specialist. This, yeah, this was a, he was a weapon specialist. This is video game logic. You see a building, you run out of bullets with your revolver. You're like, damn. Oh, a flamethrower, a power weapon was sitting here right here. It's like Resident Evil. Perfect. And then he uses it to burns to burn Man Thing's face and, and melt it. And then this is this is something notable. I'll share with both of you guys. Long have I I touted the fact that Man Thing is not easy to kill maybe impossible to kill. But this comic book goes out of its way to say he can't be killed and will be killed by his only weakness, <laughs> fire. But it's intense heat. Right. Sustain- Perhaps the one force the man thing cannot endure, it withers him, takes the life-giving moisture from him. Mm-hmm. But to destroy him or even harm him, it must be applied continuously. Broke it down for you. Yeah. It's like they're talking, this is like instructions for making a Pop-Tart. Heat must be applied. <laughs> Continuously. <laughs> you can't just flash fry a Pop-Tart. <laughs> I, actually, I actually love that art of the flame going down and his face coming back. That, yeah. was, that was beautiful. I love that. It really helped me understand, like, I think it's for the first time I got a visual of, like, how Man-Thing would move in a movie, mm. like a live action mm-hmm. Like he's awkward. He's not like this thing. It's it, it's it will probably be terrible. Like when I hear shambling, it's like oh, I understand. This mm. would be a terrifying nine foot dripping, probably gurgling, smushing monster mm-hmm. that's just like moving awkwardly in like you know what's the word? Uh, uh, um, like almost like a reanimated corpse that's dripping. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. he just sort of terrified. slowly shuffles and oozes toward things, and that's the thing, right? Like he doesn't move very much. He's not crazy fast, but when he teams up with other superheroes, other superheroes are like, I don't know what this guy's issue is. He's not attacking me, but he's just gonna like follow me around a while. That's weird. He teams up with Spider Man somewhat regularly. That's weird. That's got to be a weird thing to come upon, <laughs> right? Hey, Spider Man is, is he is he in Florida? Is Spider Man in Florida or is he in New York? Uh, Man it, thing in New York. So there are a couple issues where Spider Man comes to Florida to fight, and I'm sure it won't surprise you, the lizard. And so mm. the lizard summons okay. his army of reptiles, and we have learned here today that the Man Thing cannot abide reptiles in his swamp, and he just goes beating on them, and they fight the lizard together, and then they end up teaming up from time to time after the fact. Yeah. So it happens, yeah. On, on those terrible days when Peter Parker finds himself in Florida, he teams up, hangs out with a man thing. Mm-hmm. So I will bring this, just to bring it back to the first comment I made. How dare R.L. Stein? Thank you. Come in and make the man, oh, he's in Hollywood because he wants to be a, a, a movie star and he's mad. Like, what? Nonsense. Did, do you... What are you doing? Did he even read this ever? That literally, you got to be like, I see the, I get the offense now. I get why you're so like, it's like someone taking Batman. And then next thing you know, he's like, you know, just like happy. A, <laughs> well, not even just happy. It's like you take him and you just make him a clown or something like that. And he's just like, right. oh yeah, he just wants to be, you know, uh, uh, he just wants to, you know, be the best clown he possibly can be at kids' parties. Yeah, and he's struggling to find his way as a party performer, and that's what this series is about. Anybody who knows Batman, be like, I'm, 
I'm sorry, what? Like that has nothing no to do sense. with Batman at all. Yeah. Not even close. Correct. You just did whatever you wanted. Like there's no level of respect whatsoever for who this character actually is. And I didn't get that when I first read it. I was like, oh, whatever. Ha ha ha. Adam's mad. But now <laughs> I'm like, oh no, this is disrespectful. Like, wasn't he yeah, just doing whatever you wanted? A chance to, uh, I didn't get a chance to read it, but you wasn't good. he speaking like fluent English or, or something like that? Yes. Yeah, he had a mouth. He's talking. He, he had a mouth. He, so he had a girlfriend or something he, like that? He didn't, right? he didn't. They didn't give him a mouth, but <laughs> he was always. Saying. He had like was a, just like, check this out. I, I, I do bad things. Insane. That, it's insane to me. And it's hard to describe why I was bothered by this to anyone because no one would have the reference. But nobody was. Nobody mm. cares about the man. That's what this show is about. We need people to. We, I got to write these wrongs. for his own show. It's like, somebody needs to make a show about this. <laughs> please listen please <laughs> finally someone is doing the work that i need to do and it's me I, the 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 thing that always bothered me and i, I would equate it like this when when rl stein was writing this comic for those of y'all at home rl stein was writing this comic i was dubious but i thought okay maybe he can do it because he wrote children's horror stories and there's something he to did. that they're in children's horror stories they're they're uh, uh, short but effective. They usually have a lesson of some kind built into it. I, I can see this stuff work in, in terms of using the man thing as a vehicle for some scary story. It makes sense. In yeah. this comic, which I think was five, maybe six issues, in this comic, the man thing was trying to get a job in Hollywood and become as an, an actor, actor or something. And he was always doing this internal dialogue that was shown with a speech bubble. And he was cracking jokes and using puns and being a total goofball. And not even almost like the kid's birthday party version of Deadpool, but always to himself. It was lunacy. And, you know, it'd be one thing if it was in another world and we say, it's not the 616. It's not yeah. the, the what main. If, what if sure. man thing, blah, blah, blah. Right. What if right. man thing w tried to become an actor? Okay. haha. We all agree that the context is silly, but it, it yeah. presented itself not as that, as just like, this is a man thing comic. That is unacceptable because it's like if someone, to your point, it's like if somebody wrote a story about, Batman trying to become a clown. If it's somebody, or he's Batman, Bruce Wayne's just a cosplayer, and he just goes to Comic Con, right? Or That's if it. if someone is. if if someone no. wrote a story about uh, a guy who brutally kills and dismembers his his victims, and then he brands them with the mark of a spider, and the name of that comic is Spider Man, and it's like, no, have you ever read Spider? This is not what Spider Man is or does, and it, I, I was so bothered by that. It doesn't make any sense. Although I guess. The only sense that it does make is no one got angry except me. <laughs> so <laughs> they, they got their money from me, and I was the only one. One voice is not loud enough. Uh, you, Whoever you, Adam's you, guy in Marvel is like, hey, we can, we can get this guy to buy anything. Just put Man-Thing on the cover. <laughs> yeah, it's got nothing to do with Man-Thing. Yeah, we, we made it up. It's nothing. Yeah. He still bought it. Look right. at this guy. Right. The whole time they're like, watch this. Watch this. He's going to buy it anyway. Watch it. He's going to read two of these issues and say, I, this is bad. He's going to read the next three. Watch hey, this. Hey, Charlie, he read the first two. <laughs> they were t he, he, he read the rest of them. It's crazy. Yep. You can sell him anything. <laughs> not good. Not good. Charlie's back there like, wow, feel bad for taking this kid's money. <laughs> <laughs> no, although, let me say, I, I want to spin this into a positive. I've been watching the show Avatar. The Last Airbender. Mm, and okay, if okay. there's one thing that I've, I've been taking away from this, really great 
short storytelling, very effective storytelling, and they always the try to tunnel? turn it Is into away from it? <laughs> not the secret tunnel, but they always try to turn it into you know some positive lesson for the kids or for the viewers. And uh, it, here's the positive. When R.L. Stein was making this comic book, I felt compelled to say something about it, and I recorded the first ever Man-Thing Minute. The first mm. one. The first ah, one. Ah, that was, see, the, see, some of you listening thought that that was the end, but but that R.L. Stein uh -huh. issue of Man-Thing, that was Adam's crime alley. If it wasn't <laughs> for that, you wouldn't be listening right now. See, the plan is not always what you think it is. Come on, somebody. Pass the collection plate. Uh -huh. around you have a patreon or something Adam. i'm gonna need to pay or I, I need to make back at least as much money to pay for those rl stein comics so it was <laughs> kind of hey crosses it out yeah nah uh, that's that's true man like that was real. your crime alley rl stein yeah. uh killed your parents in uh alleyway <laughs> with the issue of <laughs> yeah all right um, you heard uh, it here hashtag rl stein killed my parents and that is the reason why this show exists <laughs> and get this both of you guys i was not the only one forced to do something because just recently i went on my my podcast aggregator app overcast to see if there were any man thing podcasts i found mm -hmm. two I found Ooh, two. Uh, it's okay. crossover. So mine would be the third. And the other one I listened to, it's called Swamp Things uh, Comic Book. Wait. Yeah, Swamp Things Comic Book Muck Men. <laughs> I'm really butchering this. Way to go, Adam. It's called Swamp that Things. crossover's coming. I can <laughs> like, see it. I'm going right to fix now. this in post. It's called Joe Rogan Presents. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, is I listened to the Man-Thing episode. And it was, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. And the guy says, look, the reason why I did this is because I read R.L. Stein's man thing and I couldn't stay silent. <laughs> so, so bad. R.L. Stein uh, inspiring creativity all over, all over the internet. Yeah. Swamp Things, Comic Book, Muckman, Bog Beasts, and Mud Monsters. Really rolls That's off the, the tongue. That's the name of the podcast? Really rolls off the tongue. Woo. Yeah. Uh, decent. Well, name is far too long. I just say so shout out. It's, it's a long name. Um, and uh, he uh, uses the acronym CBTM103. Uh, it's too much. It's too much. I've That's gone on too much. Too much. Uh, suffice it to say, I wasn't the only one moved to create something as an act of rebellion. So R.L. Stein, if you're listening to this, you created an insurrection. You created an enemy, my friend. <laughs> it's me versus you. I will have my revenge, R.L. Stein. That's right. Uh, through creativity and through the power of friendship. Um, and uh, I, so both of you guys like the, the comic? You liked it? Yeah, I actually really enjoyed this. Yes. Would you read another Man-Thing comic book? I have 100%. to. Though. Now 100%. I have to see what happens after, after this. First of all, the woman who just freaked out and started screaming because she had dreams. Now I need to know what happened with oh, her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she came out of nowhere. in the middle of the issue. I'm like, we'll get back to that later. <laughs> huh? <laughs> what That's you right. mean? I was expecting what? it to like somehow tie back in. I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> no, no. It does. It pulls a meanwhile, and then it's got Jennifer Kale saying goodbye to her boyfriend, Jackson, <laughs> and uh, and then she has some weird nightmare, and her dad comes out, and it gives you a find out in the next issue. That's that. That's that on that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Jennifer well, I, Kale. I see what happens with that. Well, so we will go on in 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 Man Thing's continuity to find that Jennifer Kale has a special empathic connection with the Man Thing. They understand mm. each other as though they've known mm. each other in a past life. And is uh, that who is that what R. L. Stein was doing in the in the book? Was that the relationship? You know what's messed up? Doing? No, not even. <laughs> Different person entirely. <laughs> he didn't even. He just pulled out somebody else out of the sky. Yeah. Different person. Wow. Stupid. Okay. God, it's just not. But yes, yeah. To answer your question, I would love to read another Man Thing comic. Especially, you mentioned that they're kind of like anthology uh, issues and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All the more. Yeah, just seeing Man Thing kind of like looking at different situations as they take place, and if it gets too hot, it'll step in. Mm-hmm. It'll step out. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I actually really enjoyed this. Yep. There are a couple of issues, and th- these would be the ones I would recommend to both of you. You find a character that you like and then see if there's a team up or a crossover with the man thing. If Steve Gerber had okay. anything to do with it, it'll be great. And there are a couple really good ones. There's even a uh, uh, man thing crossover with the X-Men that Chris Claremont wrote. It's great. It's terrific. There's a uh, um, you know, man thing and the thing, man thing and Hulk go toe to toe all the time. He always goes up against other big guys. Uh, Apparently the thing was mad because he's like, your name sounds too close to my name, pal. Yep. I gotta, I gotta stock you one. <laughs> well, that's like, that's the you thing. You cannot assault people because you don't like their name, sir. Yeah, he gets, and, and to tie it back to how this comic book started, the thing gets on a bus to Florida in order to sock him in the face. Good thing he wasn't on this bus. Huh? Maybe he hey. was on this bus, but maybe he got off earlier. Buses? Don't know. Were they just shuttling people in to have confrontations with, with Manting? I think maybe Steve Gerber wasn't sure how to start any of these stories. So he's like, So, uh, uh, so a bus comes into Florida, <laughs> am I right? So, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. The yeah. thing jumps off of overpass. And, um... Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Manting books span a lot of different genres. Uh, this, this one, like I said, would be a human issues genre. I read some of the male things, which is the letters column in Manting comics. And I will tell you, they're all, for the most part, complaints about how much the man thing sucks and, <laughs> and specifically how Marvel doesn't know what to do with him. So even in 1973, two years Before after- we were even freaking born. Yeah, even in 1973, people were complaining about the same thing. So I, w- I want to read this. This is one that I like the most, and this will get us into our next segment here. Uh, here we go. <clears throat> this is uh, the first letter from a concerned fan. Dear Stan, Roy, Steve, Val, Sheik, and Artie. There's a lot of people to address, first of all. But it's kind of, all con- of it's considerate to do that, you know, address the entire team. Uh, uh, when the Man-Thing strip began, I detested it. As the months went by, I tolerated it. <laughs> this is 1973. <laughs> okay. This dude is new on the scene, and this guy already hates it. Now, with issue number 14, I'm beginning to like it. Why? Because both the story and the art have improved. <laughs> okay. All right. It goes on. Straight shooter, this guy. Yeah, he's not messing around here. Uh, it, took, straight. it took Steve Gerber a while, but I think he's finally shifted into gear. I judge this fear issue and Submariner hint to all you readers who hint to all you readers do not buy Submariner. So he doesn't like that one. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, he's he's rough. <laughs> Andy, Why did they print this? <laughs> Yo, honestly, can we respect Marvel for a second for just letting this come out the gate? Because they chose to do this. They picked wow. this one out of a bunch, you know? So wow. like, give, give them that one. 
All right, so uh, here we go. Uh, Andy, Jennifer, and their grandfather must become regulars. Jennifer is the one we saw that little interlude with who had that, that nightmare. Oh, okay. All right, Jennifer mm-hmm. Kale. Uh, they must become regulars. They add to the story. Also, I wish you would give Man-Thing limited vocal ability. So early on, people are saying Man-Thing should talk. Art-wise, I think Man-Thing is finally around the right person. Val Mayrick is so on and so on and so on. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, so he's, he ends up saying, I hated this at first, but I like it now. Uh, the response is, uh, we don't want to give Man-Thing a uh, uh, voice. Steve Gerber thinks that's part of the, the horror is that this guy can't talk. He used to be a scientist, used to be smart, used to be handsome, but now he can't speak. All he can do is feel and work on this like moral inclination. Uh, but he does ask, and this is the question I pose to both of you, uh, if he could say something, what would the man thing say? The Marvel comic book editor says, jokingly, me want cookie. <laughs> I think he's trying to illustrate that this is a bad idea. Uh, so uh, I pitched this to you in a, a, a segment called "Whatever Knows Catchphrase <laughs> Burns in the Man Thing." Man Thing's touch. Uh, if if the Man Thing had limited vocal ability, what would what would the Man Thing say? What what's the slogan here? Ken, what do you say? I'm struggling to come up with a uh, with a phrase for him to say because I think he's much more interesting being silent. But you know. It's funny because you you would think looking at a monster like that, you would think he would speak like in some sort of like broken English. But that's Hulk already has a already has that down. So you don't want to just repeat like what Hulk's doing. And then you also don't want him to have uh, full sentences going on either. So I think he's much better just being quiet or being silent. Keep him silent. I respect that. I appreciate that. Octavius, what do you say? Um. If the man think of talk, I think what he would say is, huh. <laughs> All right. You know? Just sort of That's a uh, like a puzzled, a puzzled, gently astonished, huh. He because you gotta remember, like, to make the man thing talk is to change who he is. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Is to make him a different character. Mm-hmm. So if the man thing had a mouth and he was exactly the same. I think the best thing he would do is he'd probably like just kind of like go, hmm, you know what I mean? Almost like constantly be trying to like process. Mm-hmm. I don't even know that he would talk because, you know, it's like he can't understand anything. So he would eternally be confused and feeling, mm-hmm. you know, which would kind of, which I think would lead to a very kind of like, hmm, processing, 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 always processing. So. You know, if you want to make him talk, ask R.L. Stein. Oh. You know, but outside of that, that's what I got. He's just processing all the time. I think if the man thing could talk, he would say that kid was dead when I found him. <laughs> hey, hey, look here. I'm gonna let y'all know one thing. Stay out, my, stay out, my, my swamp. Number one, number two. I had nothing to do with the death of that white kid. <laughs> okay, that white kid was dead when I got there. All right. They had they had all types of stuff on top. I tried to help. Okay. Yeah. Got this other dude. He done shot four people. Why y'all talking to me? <laughs> Tried to burn my face off. You talk, You got the wrong guy. Right. This is man thing. <laughs> man thing. Man thing. Man thing starts to sound like Chris Rock. If you get my voice. Right. Like what is everybody doing in my? <laughs> 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 yeah. No, that would have been a better question. Is who is man thing voiced by? You know who who does the voice? Is it, is it like Kevin the, Hart? 
<laughs> Who you First calling ball, small? Why y'all? <laughs> Who you calling mossy? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> y'all in my swamp, okay? I'm not gonna do this with y'all. I'm not gonna do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's good. All right, uh, I'm keeping those suggestions for next time. I appreciate you, gentlemen. Thank you very much. I, I think I can. I, I think I can confidently address you both now as newly minted fan things. I, I accept that. You accept that, Octavius? Do you accept that, Ken? One hundred percent. Look at God. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Look at him, will you? Brought together by the brown Won't bag. do it? Brought together by the brown bag, and here we are now, celebrating with a book of life in one hand and keeping that book of death closed until at least a couple of episodes from now. I'm trying to get a couple of episodes. Listen, oh. two ton Tommen, Nerfertiti, none of them nowhere near. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the the book has been shaking over here on the left. I think it's hey, I think it's ready well, to come out, but you know. Look here, I mean, I got to go because I don't. <laughs> That's right. Death from around me. Notably, this has been uh, Man Thing Minute with my guests Octavius A. Newman and Ken Sparks, and not Emotep. So appreciate it, Ken, for keeping that out of the room. Uh, I want to say thank you to both of you guys. Uh, Octavius, do you have anything that you want to plug, things you want to share that people can check you out about? Um, I think the biggest thing right now is that you and I are going to be doing Comic Book Junto again. We have taken our COVID, mm-hmm. our COVID break, and we are going to be getting back into talking geek culture and philosophizing about it mm-hmm. very soon. Actually, next week we're going to record our first episode of back, right? That's right. Awesome. We're back on so, the, we're looking at the, uh, uh, our, the anniversary of, of our kidney transplant as a matter of fact. And we're going to, mm-hmm. I think we're, I don't know if we're recording on that day or around that day, but we're coming back adventure. Here's a new, uh, idea. Maybe we can turn this into a new season, like comic book Junto season, you know, 14 or whatever season it would be because we've been recording forever. And then Many I news. propose that the subtitle is season 14 adventure into fun kind of a twist on adventure into fear what do you think i think it's something to workshop okay i don't know where we're going okay but saw, let's go anyway i saw the gears you know moving so that's not a no people you heard it yeah man that thing's <laughs> awesome <laughs> <That's right. laughs> <laughs> no nah, but yeah if you like this uh i think you guys would enjoy our comic book junto podcast so check that out period there's hours and hours of episodes in the past we're going to be doing more in the future so that's the main thing that I would say. And um, I appreciate being here because this is very fun, you know, talking about geek culture, talking about comics. And I appreciate coming into your world, Adam, because I feel like I know more. I understand more. Like I, I'm different than I was before. I read this comic and did this change, man. It did this podcast. Mm-hmm. So I just appreciate that. And I'm also inspired to do like this. I like this format of, you have random people watch something, read something, and mm. then you talk about it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm like, oh, man, this this is cool. I might want to do something like this. Hey, man, that's the Junto. I empower you to do that. I hope you don't have to wait around until someone ruins your character and moves you to, to do something about it. I hope that that's doesn't it. happen. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? I was thinking about, like, Ninja Turtles, and it's kind of like that already happened. You know what I mean? They put those <laughs> terrible Ninja Turtle movies out. <laughs> Like someone's got to do something about this. Yeah. In that case, me. Your crime alley keeps happening over and over and over again. 
Constantly. Oh yeah, Octavius, remember we watched that episode or part of that episode where the Ninja Turtles fought the Power Rangers and there was a, a female Ninja Turtle Cut that off. Uh, who showed up. Jenica? <laughs> was it Jenica? Because I, I, I know there were the two two female, two women who were Ninja Turtles. I think one was from the comics. Well, there were two of them. I, I, I can think of I, two off the top. But I know there's a woman, a woman in the comics and I know Ken showed me some video and I was like, what is this? The Ninja Turtles are fighting with and against the Power Rangers. And I was like, what kind <laughs> yeah. of foolishness is this? And not the originals, the Power Rangers in space, who oh. for some reason were on Earth. But wait, who won? Uh, I cut it off. Oh, <laughs> I, think, I think it was Octavius. You won, as a matter of fact. I here, yeah, I claimed your, victory. <laughs> it was your typical crossover draw, and then they go to fight the main bad guy. Got you. You know, and who was the main bad guy? I, I couldn't even tell you. So, R.L. Stein. Uh, all right ken, ken sparks uh where can where can the people find out more about you and your work well i'm ken sparks um i'm a front-end developer out of west philly you can follow me on twitter at uh ken sparks 90 you can also find me on linkedin as well um and also on dev.2 uh which is a web developer uh, blog site where I actually just per- published my first article today uh, and you can check that out there um, but yeah so oh one last thing you can find me at my website which is kensparks.dev where you can contact me for all your front end developer needs beautiful and I'd love to hear from you guys beautiful Beautiful, and Adam, Ken. and Adam, I also want to say thank you for uh, inviting me to the podcast. This is my first time doing a podcast. It was a lot of fun, and I uh, hope to continue to do more in the future. Oh, yeah, and I'm at Octavius A. Newman. I, I, wanna, I just want to say, you know, uh, Squarespace, I'm over it. Ditch Squarespace. It's all about Ken Space now. This is where we're at, mm. right? This, this is where we're at. You want to you wanna make a website about your, your man thing fandom? I'm your man. That's right. Kenspace.com is like another weird.com. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go to Ken Space. So we should well, workshop that name a little bit. But I get where you're going. Spark, Spark Space. Space. Spark uh, Space. Maybe. Okay. We're going to work on this. <laughs> Square Spark? A little bit. Square Spark? Mm-hmm. Is that anything? Square, Simba Spark? Is that anything? Square Spark. You know, that kind of thing. We're going to work on that. Anything with the name. You know, it's funny. Because Sparks is in my name, I always feel the need to incorporate it into everything I do. Oh, of course. But it's it's... It's becoming more and more uh, difficult to do because, like, that doesn't sound good. That doesn't make sense. But if I don't feel it, if I don't use it, I feel bad about it for some reason. It's a whole thing. There's it's a, a whole thing. There's a there's a letter. There's a there's a, a letter to Marvel, and it says in here. Uh, at first, when I found out about KenSparks.com, I didn't like it at all. The art was terrible. Uh, I detested it, and then I tolerated it. But now I kind of dig on it. All right. After issue 14. After issue 14. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank both of you guys for being on the show. I really appreciate it. I'm so glad that I could welcome you into this world, and I'm excited for what comes next. I also want to shout out the, the creator of the Man Thing Minute theme song. That song was by Steady State, so shout out to Steady State. Thank you for that song. And as always, as my sign-off, I would like to remind everyone out there that the Man Thing predates Swamp Thing by two months. Thank you all. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>